0: welcome back everybody to our Saturday podcast Uh, my name is Dana Brown from master land investing Uh, thanks again for tuning in I hope you guys had a great week Uh, what I want to talk about today in this podcast is um, basically land investing I've talked about a lot of stuff in the videos as far as being a wholesaler uh, different ways and options to buy and sell land uh, how to build up a team One of the things that I think is really important, which so many of the elements are, but I think one thing that's super important is realizing basically when you're buying and selling land, there's two numbers you have to understand, what the numbers you need to buy at, and what number it needs to be at to sell. And when I say that, I talk about it in one of the videos as far as establishing the value of a deal, but if you look at the United States as a whole, there's so many pockets and options as far as a land investor goes, uh, where to buy, or what type of property to buy. Um, I, I get these questions a lot of times, and people are starting out, they're real ambitious, uh, they do some farm, farming, uh, looking around, finding an area to invest in. And then the question is should I really invest here? Should I invest there? Uh, recently, I had a gentleman reach out to me, and he's, he's getting really close to pulling the trigger as far as a new farm area. Uh, and the area that he discovered was that he said there was actually more demand than supply. Uh, and he was asking my opinion on what he should do, if he should work there, maybe another area. that doesn't have as quite, quite as much demand. As far as demand goes, that's a great thing for a land investor. Obviously, there's more competition but my advice when it comes to that is 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 really narrowing down what that sell number is um as far as that goes i mean obviously acquiring properties might be a little more difficult as well when it comes to that um you may be soliciting the area that there's a lot of investors in that area and and these potential owners have had more than one solicitation or letter contact through uh, an investor that wants to buy their property. Uh, my advice and what I do is I try to find out and I ask the question, yes ma'am, I'd definitely be interested in buying your property but have you had other offers? And if you have, if you don't mind me asking what were those offers? Uh, once you determine what that offer is basically across the board for instance you uh, earmarked an area you're thinking about farming uh, you've done a test run. You've sent out some solicitations, maybe a, a, a one-page letter, introducing yourself. To the interested in buying in that area, and you were intending to pay three thousand for that property, and you configured you can sell it at six or seven pretty fast. Retails maybe nine, and you find out that they've been getting offers anywhere from 25 to 3,500 well in that case what I would do is go back and look at your numbers again if 3,500 was the high number these people being offered then maybe maybe you can adjust your number a little bit if you say the demand is high and you're seeing for instance that they're selling between seven and nine uh, they're selling pretty rapidly. They're not staying on the market very long. Then you're pretty confident that that seven to eight number, which would be a little lower than the nine, would move pretty quick. Then maybe you can adjust your buy number to that thirty-six hundred, maybe even thirty-seven. Uh, if if you're confident in doing a self close, and you'll save a little money there. If you're using a title company to do the typical title search, uh, issue a title policy. Uh, Do their due diligence, it's probably going to cost you four, dollars 500 so you'll be at 40 42 43 maybe, uh, 43 53 63 73 uh, My advice on something like that would be to go ahead and adjust your numbers, see if you can pick up some of them buys, because you know on the other end, you, you're saying that the, there's a big demand for the property, the sales are moving and they're going out the door pretty quick. So. I know a lot of these, these, these land investor teachers, a lot of the videos they talk about, myself included, buying at 25-35% of the, the fair market value in that particular area. That's just a rule of thumb, nothing's written in stone in this business. I've always preached being creative, but if you see an area that's got a high demand, the properties are moving out the gate, you do your homework, you really understand the area you know what you're you're interested in buying? Uh, you know if there's any limitations or any issues with wetlands, protected species, uh, different types of terrain? If you understand that model, that particular farm area, then I would say, if you're able to find out what the average offer is across the board from some of these potential land sellers, then go ahead and adjust your price and try to be the, the highest one if it works for you because like I said, there's only two numbers in this game And I've always preached that as a land investor for years all you really need to know Is once you understand understand your farm area you've established there you're going to work in I've told so many people realtors included all I need to know Is what's the sell number first if I give you a property in that particular area What's the number gotta be for you to sell that thing in 90 days or less? And I use 90 days or less again because obviously, as a land investor, you want to keep the product, product, uh, product moving. It's, once again, it's not written in stone, it's got to be sold in 90 days. But by doing that with a realtor or realtors, you can establish what they feel comfortable with, what that sell number is. So if you see the retail's 10, you talk to three different realtors, and they'll tell you, all well, we can move it probably. Pretty quick a month or two. I'm pretty comfortable. We can move it if the price was at eight Then you've pretty much established eight as your number to get it out the door <laughs> Then you go back and you look at that buy number again. You're offering three There's five left on the bone if you sold at eight before costs so now you're, you're looking to maybe pick some up because it's a little tougher pickings because there's been a lot of solicitations then you go ahead and offer that 3600. Say if I offered you 36, would you be interested? You might possibly pick up some buys that way and you're positioned it in, in such a way that you're in an area that's got high demand. So you're pretty confident that you can move them at eight. You pick them up at 35 or 36. You You're using the title company, you're at 41, 42, 52, 62, 72. And you're paying commissions, you might still be able to walk away with twenty-five, three grand. That's you're not getting rich, but like I always said, it's it's what your pennies, your dollars will grow. You're in an area that there's a big demand, so now it's a matter of refining your approach, slamming it with solicitations, possibly rethinking your solicitation and creating a letter that says we will pay the highest amount for your property. We're we're investors that pay more than anybody else. We can close in a hurry (laughs) Maybe put a number now that you know the number and you know you work in an area That's around eight for a quick sell And you found out through a couple of potential sellers or through the grapevine that the offers are around 25 to 35 Then maybe you can just create a one-page list and we will offer you thirty six hundred dollars cash for your property (laughs) Like I've always said you got to be creative guys and girls So think about that, but remember the most important thing with this business is the two numbers. What number can I sell this property at if I owned it? Because I don't care if it's retailing at 10 and you did your numbers, you say, well, it's worth 10. That number doesn't mean anything if you're an investor because that that could be, yes, I can sell it at 10, but I may have to sit on it for a long time. Well, as a smart investor, you don't want to be sitting on your money a long time because if it sits a year, you've just you've just assumed another year's property tax, which is another cost that you're trying to prevent. So really understand what that sell number is. If it's retailed at 10 and you're getting feedback that says you can move it at 8, you're seeing numbers that they'll move at 79, 80, 81, 82, then that, that's your number you should be comfortable at. Then. You adjust according going backwards from there. I thought my buy number should be three. Finding out that people are selling them and getting offers at 31, 32, up to 3,500. Can I afford to offer 36? If you feel you can, then that's your approach. So every market's a little different. Now you don't want to do that 36 if you're in an area there's no demand because sometimes investors are buying in areas that they're really not moving property, and what happens is, especially if you're starting out, you don't have a big nest egg of cash, you can run into a bottleneck uh, pretty quick because you don't have the cash to reinvest. So, once again, remember those numbers. There's two numbers that are so important in this business. Obviously, establishing your farm areas, understanding the, the demand and the supply of that area, which is so important, Always keep an eye on the barometer as far as the, the phase of the real estate cycle you're in. But if you have all that dialed in, my advice wouldn't be to shy away from an area that's got big demand. Because where there's competition, there's money to be made. If you find an area there's the prices are right, you feel that you can buy them at a particular price but the demand is low, then you're going to have to probably adjust your number down accordingly to make sure you can move that product. There's a lot of areas in the country that there's just really no action. So if you're a land investor and you just happen to pick an area and you do some some homework and you find a couple of farmers, you call realtors and they say, well, yeah, it's a beautiful area. I've lived here a long time, but nothing's really selling. Well, what was sold in the last year or six months? And they tell you, they give you the information And then you can make a determination whether you have, if you can get them cheap enough and your cell numbers cheap enough, can you, can you still move the product? And once again, it goes back for me to my experience with realtors. Okay, Mr. Smith, I understand that nothing's really moved. Why is that? Is there no demand because the prices are a little absorbent? If you're telling me the properties are averaging 20 retail, If I could give you the same type of properties and we could list them at 14.9, would that work? Well, I'm sure at 14.9 we could sell them. Well, then you take a chance, you roll the dice, and maybe you run a solicitation in that particular area with your intention to sell them at 14.9, and then that gives you a solid number to work backwards from and figure out what you have to pay for them. If you're going to do a closing, you're going to use that particular realtor that gave you the information to sell the property, Because sometimes in a certain area they can move them pretty quick for you. So that sell number helps you a ton, it helps you determine your buy number, and also you can incorporate those costs depending if you're doing a self-closing or not. But once again, remember the numbers, do your homework, truly understand the value of that deal and you should be okay. But don't be greedy, just don't buy because someone else tells you you need to buy and other investors suggest. everybody's buying here, we're making a fortune. (laughs) Inspect what you expect. Check it out, do your homework. If you feel it's worth your investment, then go ahead. Don't get greedy. Uh, That's the lesson for the day, guys. I just wanted to mention, I've been thinking about it a bit and I've had a couple questions recently. Uh, The most important thing is get in the game. Don't be hesitant. Uh, We can get so much information, it'll bog us down, like I talked about analysis paralysis. Um, Information overload, another example. We just constantly get inundated with information, and then we, we we get staticky. We start to bounce around, we're fragmented. We can't pull the trigger, can't make a decision, well this area looks good, that area might be good. My advice is to do your work, determine the value of a deal. Pick out a couple farmers and go for it. Once you're comfortable with it and you start doing some solicitations, dealing with customers one on one, you're gonna get much better at this game. And always keep an eye on your cash, keep an eye on your exit strategy. You guys will do fine. So once again, guys, thank you for turning it tuning into our Saturday podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I apologize last weekend we didn't have one available for the holiday. But we'll try to be consistent every week for you guys. But thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye.